Algar Productions. This is the, what did I decide? I don't think we've decided on a name yet. The dead podcast crossover. I don't know. We're all, we're all here from shows that don't exist I'm anymore. Paul F. Tompkins, I'm Paul Al... and this is the dead podcast. Uh... <laughs> See, I gave you an opportunity to introduce yourself. And uh... Oh, sorry. I'm You're... Maggie. Yes, of course. Uh, oh, yes. This is a new thing that we do, mm. uh, oh, uh, right, fellows. Okay. Oh, so well. you should tell the, you should tell, sorry, I should have warned you yeah. about this. <laughs> He's gone, so am I. Excellent. Well, that's and I'm gun, liable so to cause some confusion. <laughs> <laughs> to your extreme right, <laughs> hundreds of miles away. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we have decided, well, they have decided for mm-hmm. us to make us review. What What the hell is this? Uh, Irish Gav, you chose this, so why don't you tell us it's what you have chosen and why? First episode. Yeah, I, I've watched it and I'd still like to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's the first episode of a children's drama type thing from the 80s called The Box of Delights. And it's set at Christmas, which is topical now that it's January. Al, uh, Al sent me a uh, link to this and goes, we're watching The Box of Delights with the Gavs. I'm like, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's just years of conditioning after watching uh, The Royal Family mm-hmm. and the Star Wars Holiday Special mm-hmm. and... Uh, Basically everything everyone chose except me. I try to choose nice things. <laughs> I honestly did not like I, I kind of enjoyed this experience. One, because it was short mm-hmm. and I appreciate I appreciate you choosing something that's oh, relatively short. Love a short experience. But even like even if it's terrible, it doesn't last forever. Mm. So that's but it wasn't interminable. And what I was saying before we started was there's a lot here. Like in this 30 mm-hmm. minutes, there's there's so much to talk about. We, I think we, it's because, sorry, go. No, no. I was just going to say, I think there's no, no plot, so they just thought they put as much in as possible to distract uh-huh. you from that. Well, it's like the like the plan was we're going to, like, do, we divided this half hour up into four pieces. I'm like, what, what am I going to talk about? Oh, uh, a lot of things, actually. Yeah, we all got massive paragraphs out of mm-hmm. this. Of our seven-minute chunks, the thing that you were you were saying, Gav, it's a uh, adapted from a oh, book, yes. but apparently not the first in the series. <laughs> no, there were two books: the Midnight Folk, and then this, the Box of Delights, which is a sequel to that, which they adapted first. Sure. And a lot of the characters in this were in the original book. Like the villain in this is in the original book, mm. so he's already met him. Oh, so he's. <clears throat> Did they at least clean that up, or is he like trying to get revenge in this story, and you're just supposed to follow? I that? think there's bits in it that seem to make like I remember watching and thinking, "What this is," and then, but it's like they haven't 
made any attempt to, you know, clean that up because he already know because there's a character appears later on that he knows that that you wouldn't possibly know you unless you read the book. Yeah. Did you read the books? Well, I read the, the second book. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, why would you read the first one? Clearly, we don't need it. No. <laughs> are these are they maybe like very popular books that they just assume? Well, every kid's read this, mm. so they know what's going on. Let's do the good book instead of the you know the, the <laughs> first know. one. Well, it's written by John Macefield, who was the poet laureate. Oh. For 37 mm. years. So I guess they were popular. And I think he gets a mention in Star Trek somewhere, one of the movies. Oh. I mean, that doesn't necessarily make him a good children's book author, though. <laughs> it does. Well, all right. Maybe not. I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know if those skills are transferable or not, but... Uh... Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is this isn't some incredibly well-known thing like Lord of the Rings or Narnia yeah. or like one of those things that every kid just definitely knows, oh, right? Oh, kids love I the think, box of delights. I think people knew it mainly because of the TV series. Mm. Oh. Certainly now. Uh, well, I suppose we can get started on our uh, oddly long summaries. <laughs> Maggie, you want to kick us off? Yes, I do. <clears throat> So after some of the most upsetting opening credits I've seen, I've ever seen since the Twilight Zone came on when I was six and I spilled orange juice all over my Fisher-Price busy street and gas station playset, we're introduced to a little boy named Kay who is taking the train home from school. He's briefly yelled at by a conductor and then meets an old man and his bonnie dog, whatever that means. Kay helps the old man out and the old man rambles endlessly about typical young adult British fantasy things, destiny, danger, probably some not-so-subtle Christian allegories, you know, the usual. K boards a train and then is set upon by two shifty looking men who do that whole, oh, an intelligent young man, isn't he, Mr. Fox? Very intelligent indeed, Mr. Chubb. I'd say he's the most intelligent young man we've ever encountered, wouldn't you, Mr. Fox? I very much would indeed say so, that very thing, Mr. Chubb. Can we stretch this dialogue any further, Mr. Fox? I'd say we very much could with just a teeny tiny scrap of practice that we could stretch this dialogue along until the next commercial break or whatever we had on the BBC in the 1980s, Mr. Chop. And you just want to scream. So then they scam K out of half a crown, which amounts to about 38 cents in American money or 76 rupees in The Legend of Zelda. Arriving at home, K encounters his mother and then offers a ride to the old man and his bonnie dog, whatever that means. I don't know why Kay is so taken by this old man. Between him and the chatty train creeps, this is the worst trip of my life. The old man talks in some more metaphors. I am reminded that this is exactly how Grant Morrison's late 90s masterpiece, The Invisibles, started. And over to you, Al. Thanks, Mags. Kay is now in the back of his family's limo? Riding to his home with his mother? I'm making a lot of assumptions here because the dialogue is a lot more concerned with Kay's desire for muffins <laughs> than it is about telling us who, what, or where any of these things are. Also, I'm certain that muffins in England are not the same thing as muffins in America. Maybe they mean English muffins? Or does that just confuse matters further? Unfortunately, he and his mother, I'm just going to assume she's his mother because there are so many other questions to concern <laughs> myself with in this story, emerge from the bakery carrying something wrapped up, so I guess I'll never, su never settle this whole muffin issue. <laughs> it's just as well, though, because there's a whole other non-muffin plot to this thing that I should probably be paying attention to. For instance, here's destitute Granny Weatherwax just hanging out on the street waiting for some weird kid to say some weird code phrase about wolves as instructed by the destitute second doctor. The kid does this very thing, which then causes her to flash a magic ring and vanish, which is probably significant, but never mind all that. It's back into the car for more weird mother-son bonding. 
We finally arrive at the interior set of every stuffy British show I flipped past on PBS in the 80s, where we meet Kay's awful family and apparently some other family who's just hanging around for some reason. <laughs> well, Mariah, the little girl who threatens them all with a gun, seems pretty cool, actually. She'd honestly make a much better protagonist than this little weenie. <laughs> Uh, also, another of his sisters is named Jemima, which I'm told is a perfectly sensible thing for an English child to be named and not a racist pancake syrup mascot. <laughs> Kay tells the family about how he met the second doctor and suggests that they invite him into their home to do a puppet show for them. And uh, look, I know I tend to go on about how weird British stuff seems to me, an American, but seriously, everyone just acts like it's a completely normal thing to bring an apparently homeless stranger to your house to do whatever the hell Punch and Judy is for a bunch <laughs> of children. Kay's mother has absolutely no interest in going back out into the awful winter weather, but apparently has zero problem sending her child into it unattended. So off Kay goes again. He's hassled by a dude on horseback and a white cloak and really bad flanging effects on his voice. But for all I know, this is an entirely normal thing. So fine. Sure. Whatever. Destitute Granny Weatherwax reappears, says some cryptic bullshit and then disappears again. So that's probably fine as well. <laughs> Then Kay finds the second doctor who opens the titular box of delights for him, revealing a cartoon phoenix. Well, it looks more like some Nazi imagery in front of the fireplace, but he says it's a phoenix. And this is definitely a usual thing to happen on an English Christmas, right? Right? Anyway, now it's English Gav's turn. And here we go with a classic Punch and Judy puppet show, as performed by the old guy that can't speak English. Punch is awoken by the devil who says he should take him to hell. But he's going to give him one more chance to be good so that evil can be banished. Then the devil dies. So, yeah. The kids seem to enjoy it anyway. The dog, however, becomes disturbed by something outside. And it has every right to be disturbed as it's some fucking carolers. A whole <laughs> fucking choir of them with lamps and everything. You know what would be a good idea? Invite them into the house. Surely the whole village is in, in there by now. There's apparently a special uh, 1,000 service at the church this Christmas Eve. I wonder if this will become important later. I shall make a note of this. 1,000 <laughs> service. I wonder if Guinness will be attending. <laughs> now that everyone's left the house almost, it's time for the kids to play and dress up as pirates. But we have some lurkers outside after the old man's box of delights. Their new magic is better than his old magic, but they really want his box. <laughs> The old man then transforms a painting into a portal and escapes into it to Switzerland. <laughs> uh, then the whole of London calls the house on the telephone to tell the mother that her brother is ill and she should probably go see him. Aunt London is friendly. You can tell this is a fantasy show. The mother says she hates leaving the kids by themselves all alone, but it's Christmas, so fuck them, and off she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Little Richie Kay then takes this opportunity to do some last-minute shopping for presents and exploration of dark back alleys, where he bumps into the two train perverts and decides <laughs> to follow them deeper into the dark alley. This sounds like a good idea. All right, take us home, Gav. And it is a good idea, as we don't hear from Blessed Kay for a bit. <laughs> Instead, it's time for the train weirdos to meet up with the main villain, a man so evil and infamous he can only be called, let me check the notes, Abner. Hmm. <laughs> But don't worry, as well as Foxy Charles and Chubby Joe, as he's called, there's also Rat. And I don't mean his nickname is Rat, I mean he's the giant rat, who I might add eats green cheese. Quite why the cheese is green is anyone's guess. Abner wants to know what is going on and isn't the only one. Foxy announces that the bishop is having a Christmas party and Abner is overjoyed. I guess he wants to disrupt this. 
Blue felt he isn't. He also tells Rat that he wants Cole's box as it's the one box to rule them all. <laughs> Kay goes home and instead of telling anyone what he's been up to, just goes to bed. And suddenly in the middle of the night, he wants to go to King Arthur's camp. Now, archaeologically, I'm not sure that makes sense, but why start now? The Jones boy tells him to sod off. Luckily, though, there's a random horse outside that he uses to get there, and then he's traveled back in time for some reason. The end! <laughs> <laughs> all right, first of all, it's not a random horse, it's a pony, and it's called Pony. Uh-huh. I think he, he christens it Pony. Mm-hmm. What shall I name this pony? Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> Uh, second of all, I have to I have to uh, take a point of order here. It is not Foxy Charles; it's Foxy Faced Charles, according to the credits. His face is his middle name. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! This was insane. There... Yeah, and and part one of uh, what'd you say six? Like six sort of your typical yes. British series. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of setting the stage for things that I assumed would make sense later, but I'm told not necessarily. So. Oh, no. Why, why makes sense later? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the church service thing, the, the, all the people at it are kidnapped, so they can't go ahead with it. But I can't remember why. <laughs> and instead of killing a kidnapped, they call them, they scrobble them instead. Is that that's, the, the 1000th service streak? The, yes. <laughs> I think they make it sound like, like breaking the streak is an important thing for... <laughs> some reason yes because then they have to start at number one again i mean <laughs> god knows how long no but they get they obviously get them back in time and it's all great huh. well, I don't have back in time or back in time yes should be asking so yourself sorry. when that we are yeah <laughs> this is what i mean i don't i really don't want to harp on the, the things are different in england thing a whole lot more oh you don't but i can't help it but what do like the idea series to do with it yes i know <laughs> but uh, some of this stuff is strange to me but the idea of any place being around for a thousand years to continuously do something every year like that's just any american will just look at you blankly like Nothing's been around that long. What are you talking about? I know. You think they would get bored at some point. <clears throat> yeah, or or at some, you know, like maybe when the plague hit or maybe when the big fire came to London, like maybe they took a break, but nope. Does that, think... if there's one thing I've learned, it's that plagues don't stop anything from happening. Yeah, <laughs> Except me point. having a good time. Yeah. I think in England, once you hit like a few years, you have to keep doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have to put up one of those blue circle plaques and then it's, I assume that's why Doctor Who is still on the air. It's just we've been doing it for 50 years. Uh (laughs) That's definitely why Coronation Street is still around. I can't think of any other reason than that, yes. (laughs) It it makes sense to me. I mean, once my grandma passes away, that'll be the last person who watches it, I guess. (laughs) Wait, so literally nobody in England? It's just just one Canadian person? Uh I think occasionally someone leaves the TV on. There you mm. go. I just this... picture them at the BBC going, hey, guys, we're in luck. Someone left the TV on. Coronation Street gets the last another four seasons. <laughs> I mean, better that than the royal family, right? I mean, that's true. <laughs> Every now and then I still wake up in horror and remember, oh, God. Do you, I don't do have you to then, watch that again, do I? When you wake up in horror, do you decide to go to King Arthur's camp? <laughs> Is, okay, is that a thing? I or wanted that, to like, ask that, yes. 
Both waking up or going to King Arthur's camp? You know what? Both while we're here. <laughs> like, I, I assume there must be some historically preserved things that are vaguely related to possibly, like, I know King Arthur's kind of not entirely real as we know it, but there must be some He's as real as Robin Hood, right? which probably only confuses people. Uh-huh. Right. So realer than you would think, but not as real as it actually is. Yes. There's probably, a, like Jesus, there's uh-huh. probably some basis to it, but it's not what everyone says. My three favorite characters, King Arthur, Jesus, and Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and now you can write a story with that man, Winnie the Pooh, in it. That's so. true. As long as Winnie the Pooh doesn't have a shirt. Yes. Oh, he won't. Important. Don't worry. Does <laughs> uh, he encounter train perverts? <laughs> oh, we liked your vibe. We saw you from across the train and really liked your vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh, bother. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Oh, I. You don't even know where to start. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, seriously, I, so much of it was. Maybe this is a normal English Christmas thing. Maybe it's unusual. Okay, this is definitely like the mother just fucking off. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Christmas tradition. Like that. Like <laughs> parents do care whether their children live or die in England, right? Like I'm not. I'm not Generally. completely crazy thinking that's unusual. <laughs> okay. And she's his guardian, not his mother. Oh, oh, I missed that. I, I legitimately wasn't sure about that. And. There's another villain that turns up later who was his guardian in the previous book, but then turned out to be evil. So that's why this person is now his guardian. I don't uh, know where his mother and father went. They probably couldn't stand him either. <laughs> well, this, I, I suppose this gets me into my bad thing. I don't, I didn't like the kid playing K, unfortunately. Like, I honestly didn't dislike most of this, but the protagonist was not very interesting and I didn't think he was a very good actor. Not a great actor to hang your series on. Honestly, <laughs> no. Like I, like I said, a couple of the kids we met at the house, particularly the 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 violent girl. Oh, she was amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just thought he was kind of a wet dish rag. Mm-hmm. You know? Just no charisma, no like. A lot of the line reads are like he's he's supposed to be reacting with wonder, mm-hmm. and he just gives these flat like, "Oh no, a box. Of, it's a phoenix. No one's ever seen a phoenix before." Mm-hmm. Oh wow, you're really selling that. Yeah, kid. man, nailed it. Uh huh. <laughs> So that yeah. was unfortunate. Yeah, it's just weird. What better way to set up your protagonist than to be a public schoolboy and all the sympathy that gets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of older uh, movies, actually, where everyone seems to live in a mansion. Uh-huh. You know, no one's ever in a, you know, just an ordinary house. It's always probably so they could right. get the, the uh, cameras in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, there... oh, go ahead. Yeah, on, on this kid, he's, he just never shuts up. Does it? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he, he will talk to anybody mm-hmm. till about the anything. end of time. People on I the think, train, mm-hmm. random old guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think all of us had the same reaction when he's sort of accosted on the train. Like, oh, I wish these people would leave him alone, but he loved it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, a chance to be entertained by two old creeps in their deck of cards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're not creeps; they're priests. That's it's it's fine now. Oh yeah, no priest has ever done anything creepy in the history of anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just watched uh, best bit when he wakes up suddenly in the middle of the night with the urgent need to talk to someone. <laughs> it's been like two hours at least since he last spoke, so he, he probably does a podcast these days. Oh what a loser. Gross. <laughs> huh? 
Let your podcast die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> oh, his little British schoolboy hat. I just wanted to strangle him and throw it on the roof. And then when he was I in, just thought, in the limo, he was like, I demand muffins for tea. Yeah, there was a whole, like, I, I mentioned that in my summary because he talks, like, that conversation goes on for mm-hmm. several minutes. Yep. It's just, for yeah. some reason. No, we've, we've got this for tea. No, I want muffins. Let's go and get them. No, just eat what you're giving me. All right, to, to the muffinery, I guess. I mean, it ends up sort of driving the plot because outside the bakery is the inexplicable old woman in her mm-hmm. yes. epilepsy and ring. He's, and he's told to talk to the old woman, isn't he? But then I was thinking, how many old women did he actually talk to before he found that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All of them. All of them, yes. Ma'am, the wolves are coming. Okay. <laughs> are they? Oh, I better hitch up my britches then. <laughs> how well, frightfully we can't rude. Afford... <laughs> we can't afford wolves, so here's some what were they, Alsatians? Yeah. <laughs> Good enough, close enough. <laughs> yeah, she was like, people are getting... Get yes. close enough, we'll just draw it. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. are getting Alsatians now to, to feel safe or something, she said. Yep. But th- then she's finally leaving the kids by themselves and, mm-hmm. and all kinds <laughs> well, of things. Well, he, she knows how many Alsatians are running through the neighborhood. <laughs> the safest place certainly... in the country. And then he's telling her about people who know him, his name and address, which seems weird. She's like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they just read it off your luggage. <laughs> Probably not. Some weird, bring some weird creep into your in into your house. Oh, I'll probably leave you now. It's fine. <laughs> okay, sort of the centerpiece of my your culture is very different and strange thing is the Punch and Judy oh, thing, boy. which I know I know is normal and I know is a thing you see a lot. It. I had not seen it, like, the first time I saw one of those, I was in my 20s, and it, imagine that, imagine how strange that must look if you've never heard of it or seen it, and suddenly you see it and you're a full grown-ass person, like, what the fuck is this? Well, they don't really have it anymore, because we invented TV. Oh, Of course, (laughs) but it's referenced in a lot of British, like, kids probably know it from movies Mm -hmm. that have it in it or something, you know. Yeah. But it's... like English, Kev, you were talking about what happens in it, and it. I think isn't that just the regular plot of those things? The devil comes and it probably him. is. Yes, uh, I, I don't know it off by heart, but yeah, it's. I mean, is, there me, is, he does right? beat his wife at it. Yeah, I believe he beats his wife, his child, a crocodile, and the devil. Yeah. And there's some sausages, I remember. Yes, yes. And you have to swallow a kazoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, it makes as much sense as the plot of Box of Delights. I I sort of almost followed ish. The, the, the kid's got a special destiny. Mm-hmm. I I know I know how fantasy stories work. The, the only <laughs> thing Box of Delights was missing was the crocodile and the devil. <laughs> well, this was only part one of six. And some sausages. Mm-hmm. Skeletor appears um, in the next one and says, I don't want to be nice. Oh man. A masterpiece. Maybe we do part two. <laughs> Uh, but since we're talking about the setup and all that, uh, English guy, this is this is kind of your good thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think they did a pretty good job of setting the show up uh, and basically showing you what to expect from it. There's a, as we've already mentioned previously, there was a lot packed into this show, and mm-hmm. so you, you get to see what there's there's, there's magic, some hand drawn CGI. Uh, <laughs> you've got bad guys, people turning into animals, wheeled puzzles. I mean, I won't be watching more, but 
but you could. It's set it up. <laughs> I know what to I, expect. I've definitely yeah. There's definitely a whole world here. Whereas I've definitely seen things like this that just have sort of one unusual element, yeah. and they're trying to coast on that. But this one really tries to build a lot of different things into its world, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate that. I again, I don't <laughs> particularly want to see it either. I I will say, uh, uh, Amanda uh grew up watching similar things and genuinely wouldn't mind watching the rest of this i, I wouldn't watch it with her <laughs> god no just get her to watch it and then she can tell you what happens at the end yeah have, have uh, a report I don't even back think I, no I, I couldn't even be bothered to read the whole summary on wikipedia mm-hmm. i'm good how delightful does this box get oh uh, that's pretty much seen it <laughs> I think there's a word for hand drawn CGI, but I'm not. I'm not sure. It, it definitely <laughs> reminded me of something, and I can't. T- I can't think of what. I honestly, that was my good thing. The the animation of the the phoenix, and then later with like mm-hmm. the painting, like I, it didn't look real at all. But I don't think it was meant. to. No. I thought it was meant to, you know, be sort of odd and mm-hmm. and off putting. And but the the style of it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good it, mix it looked, of um, live action and animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just beat out uh, Roger Rabbit by about four years. <laughs> it definitely had those like uh, cheap TV chroma key effects that everything made for TV had mm-hmm. back then. But it, it was still, it had a charm to it. I mean, in that very Doctor Who mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Which, have we talked yet about the, the guy being Patrick Troughton? I don't think we have. Yes, he was the second Doctor. Now, how long was he the Doctor? Like, I, I think we talked about him years ago, but I don't remember anything about him. He was the Doctor from 1966 to 1969. Mm. Ah, okay. Because I remember, wasn't there, like, they didn't originally plan to do the whole regeneration thing, and then uh, William Hartnell got very old and was like, shit, I, I guess we need to do something. Yes, he got very old, grumpy, and racist, so then they got, uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> so they got Patrick Trotter. It seems likely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if you get racist. You just are racist. Mm. But yeah. But I mean, what what my point is is, it seems like he was never really planned to be part of the show, but they just kind of rolled with it. And it's nice to hear they didn't just like like they did with um, Christopher Eccleston, where they brought the show back for one series and then immediately got rid of him. Like they they kept him around for a little mm-hmm. while. That's good. Yeah, and then he left when it became color. Ah, he was like ah color. <laughs> <laughs> People will see my beautiful face. Oh. Yes, I, that's why he. That's why he's got a beard in this. You see, so they don't see his face. <laughs> I'll be on I mean, your show, but I'm growing a great beard. <laughs> he wasn't bad in this by any means. Like he was, he, he did exactly what you're supposed to do in that sort of Obi Wan Kenobi, like you know, mm. wizened old man is the mentor of the hero with the special destiny kind of thing. But uh, he was nothing as compared to the villain who was like 10 times greater than any other actor in this yep. i thought that guy was fantastic he just I, I said at the time it felt like alan rickman in a panto mm-hmm. he just like he, he completely outclassed everybody i thought yeah I, I just like the way he enunciates everything yeah excellent voice mm-hmm. but also putting him right next to like <laughs> the the fox guy and the rat guy don't knock rat guy he rules well that's, that's your good thing <laughs> yeah guy in the rat costume was fucking disgusting and I loved him. <laughs> just some weirdo in a just slightly too realistic but not realistic at all rat costume going to town on some old cheese and just like dropping metaphors. Oh, 
amazing. Yeah, he's not a he's not a cartoon mascot rat. He's more realistic than that. Uh-huh. But you're not going to ever think that's a that's an actual giant rat either. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's meant to be green cheese, which I get, but I just can't work out what it was meant to be. Yeah, you know what it what it actually was that he was eating. Oh, I don't know. It's weird. Cheshire. Cheshire is that green? <laughs> no, he can make it green. It, it, is that a thing? Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah, just get a green felt tip and grow. <laughs> I mean, you can grow mold on anything if you leave it out long enough, I suppose. Mm-hmm. No, I um, I didn't really understand why the other two guys turned into things and the rat guy was just a rat. Like, did he not have a human form? Did he not? He, 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 like he just really likes being a rat. Yeah. Well, all right. He really That's likes fair. green cheese. Mm-hmm. Right. No one gives you green cheese if you're not a rat. So, yeah. you know. People look at you funny if you eat green cheese and you're not a rat. Is that Just from experience? Though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's why he doesn't eat green cheese anymore. Well, in public. Yeah. Just tell people it's for your rat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I um. Well, I wanted to do all our good things, but uh, uh, Irish Gav, your your good thing is actually uh, is uh, in disguise. Bad thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go with your bad thing then? Because I've sort of written mine in response. Yes. Uh, so <clears throat> the theme music. I have basically made no attempt at all with this for me. <laughs> it's it's just a kind of noise that gets stuck looping in your head after thirty seconds and just repeats and repeats, sending you deeper into a rage filled hatred for all things ever. <laughs> and then the show starts. So that's nice. It's that's like zero melody, just like four random plinks on a keyboard. Repeat that over and over, and then like a dull droning backing track. And yeah, let's go with that for our theme. I mean, well, and oh, while... I want you, I want you to write music criticism. I every part of that mm-hmm. was beautiful. <laughs> and and <laughs> while that's happening, you get like a wolf and a clown and an old man, <laughs> and I'm just screaming at this point. I'm pretty sure our very old friend Mr. Smown showed up briefly in the opening <laughs> <laughs> sequence there. Uh, but Kev, you enjoyed it apparently, huh? I have one question, Kev. Uh, you like K-pop, don't you? Yes. Okay, no further questions. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I liked it. It's very 80s Doctor Who with a smidge of the, of the first Noel, which I assume so they don't have to pay rights for. Um mm-hmm. So I guess somehow Gav and I must fight again. All right. And also Ian is the worst Doctor Who companion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Doctor wouldn't be the Doctor without Ian. He is the Doctor. He's the and true Ian doctor. is not the Doctor. That's why he has a different name, which is Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tempted to say let's not fight at Christmas, but I want to hear this. <laughs> Weirdly, I watched a Seinfeld episode the other day where they had a British person called Ian, but it wasn't Ian, it was Ian. Oh. (laughs) Ian. But anyway, I digress. I mean, that's what we do. (laughs) That's all we do. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I like that our shows are long dead, but uh, some arguments never die. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Delightful. (laughs) All right. Box of delightful. Uh, please no. 
All right, well, let's do some bad things. Maggie, what do you got? Uh, good question. I got to scroll back up now. Yeah, the kid flying his pony pony into the mountain or whatever is a very rough effect. Mm, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Also, yes. the kid calling his pony pony was irritating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there anything the kid did that wasn't irritating? No. I was going to say that's when I decided I hated him, but it was pretty late and I decided it long before that. <laughs> the, 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 the bit where he wakes up the other kid and I'm like, oh, interesting, <sighs> a different kid to also be in this. And then the kid just goes back to sleep and we're stuck with yeah. Kay. I don't want any part of your stupid adventure. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's five past ten in the morning. I want to go back to bed. What kind of kid mm-hmm. in an what kind of kid in an, in an English children's adventure show goes? I don't want to participate. Thank you. A kid that I find tremendously relatable. Wake up! There's all this wonder outside the window. Ah! Ugh, fuck off! I'm trying to sleep. It was two in the morning. Wake me up with your bullshit about magic boxes and cartoon phoenixes there's a mystical pony in the yard i don't care phoenixes phoenix <laughs> yeah the the um, the, 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 t- the fort thing i think was even just made of cardboard i think you might be right and it was like a third of the size it was meant to be but they just sort of did you know lord of the rings it i tend to be forgiving when a show or movie or whatever is very cheap but also ambitious mm. like like they were they they didn't just shoot all of this in one room they they were trying to to have a you know it, it's like it's like the show doom patrol that i sing the praises of all the time like that show has some effects that are not tremendously great but they're trying something you don't see in other superhero shows so i give it a pass and the show you know it was ambitious mm. i would say oh yeah so, i mean you know doctor here you don't need to tell me yeah exactly it's, it's that same argument. So, yeah, a lot of the effects didn't look fantastic, but, they, you know, like we could very easily have stayed in that like underground set for the entire thing. Oh, yeah. You've definitely seen fantasy stories like that where they talk about all this cool magical stuff and you don't get to see any mm. of it. So I, I much prefer seeing really shitty attempts than uh, than just talking about it and never seeing it. Uh, Irish guy, what do you have as a bad thing? I think we've talked about it already. It's the personal, no one cares about personal safety thing. Uh, oh, yeah. But then uh, we haven't really mentioned the Covis's guardian, Caroline, Carolina Louisa. Mm. Which is yeah, weird. That's, that's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, she doesn't turn up again, I don't think, until episode six. Uh, I'm <laughs> well, he goes back, back in time, whatever the right? hell like, I was doing. <laughs> I, I assume he goes back in time and leaves the like the present world behind, no? Oh no, he comes back again quite quickly. Oh, that's odd. I can't remember. I just what. assumed we did sort of the first episode setting up the world he was leaving, and then he leaves it. No, he comes back again, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> that is unfortunate. I don't like that. <laughs> I see one of you uh, chose the quote, which which kind of backs this up. So we can uh, we can put that here, which is hey. That was London on the telephone. My brother's ill again, and they think I should pop up to see him. Just for a day. I hate leaving all of you on your own. But it's Christmas. Season of goodwill and all that. Nothing can go wrong, can it? Which, again, there was foreshadowing there when earlier. She's just like, it's a, it's a horrible blizzard out there. I'm not going. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I'm six. You go and bring me my volume. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. 
Uh-huh. Oh, please, this might be old-timey times, so, like, laudanum. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, yes. I could make sure to pick up some presents for those blessed Joneses. <laughs> Sounds like a bad sitcom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coming up. Uh, what else? Coming up next on the BBC, those blessed Joneses. <laughs> Followed by, are you being served? <laughs> well, are you? <laughs> no. Um, um, I've got a bit of advice. Um, if anyone says that's the time likings are made, or it slipped out as you rampaged, run away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there were there were a number of times where I was very concerned for this child's uh, purity. That, that, <laughs> that child sure wasn't. Yeah. But, like, a, a very strange, disheveled old man walks up to him and says, I am, so to speak, a showman. Uh, like, okay. okay. I know where this is about to go. <laughs> I, I have a note here where it's like, it's like if they made an entire TV show about the weird creep that lives outside of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Uh, <laughs> funny you should say that, because the ticket that he finds in his pocket, I wonder if oh, that's yeah. for Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> In that weird, indistinct, possibly England place that Charlie Bucket lives. Uh -huh. yes. I can absolutely see these two places uh, existing in the same area. Honestly, Charlie Bucket was every bit as as dull and boring a protagonist as, as little K. He here. sure was. Everyone in the movie was better than him, just like this kid. Um... I was very disappointed to see the BBC, what is it, the radiophonic or stereophonic workshop is that it the 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 thing they set up to do really cool audio effects yeah. got uh, mentioned in the credits and the audio was not good like the effects they did mm -hmm. were very bad oh they were very like, 80s doctor who effects oh yeah. is that what it is okay just the sort of things that were in fashion then because like I've, I've heard radio productions from before then mm -hmm. that sound much better so it, it must have been more of a style thing than a technology yeah thing. it's like we've found the synthesizer now let's just do that for a whole decade yep. yeah yeah <laughs> it just it sounded like the guy in the white cloak was like a badly compressed mp3 which <laughs> like, is very choppy yeah i don't know what the point of that was i don't know more i mean it was supposed to be sort of otherworldly i assume but mm. yeah i don't think i could make out what he was actually saying no Hmm. I just assumed like more you... metaphor because that's all anyone but, talks. I think it was something along the lines of the rubbish. If you see someone, tell someone someone is safe. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I will do that. Cheers for that. Mm -hmm. uh... <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Oh, thank you. I'll get right on that. <laughs> uh -huh. well, great advice. I assume that guy was going to start singing uh, If You Believe in Life After Love by Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's like if you listen to the um uh, the old Hitchhiker's Guide radio play that, that started that whole franchise. Like uh, some of the effects in there are very ambitious to the point where you can't understand what anyone's saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Reminded me a bit of that. Uh oh, right. Um, uh, uh, the doctor kept saying, "I date from pagan times," which is just a just a thing you say to people, mm -hmm. I suppose. Yes, it's a thing you say to people when you want attention. Yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> oh, he's from pagan times. Which is definitely what they called it at those times. Right? Like, Boy, I love being mm -hmm. alive in pagan times. Yeah. But it's fine if you then say, so to speak. Uh-huh. 
Oh. I oh, killed man. a man once, so to speak. So to speak. I like that it's code for uh, the guy listening to him just going, oh, good, I don't have to care about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's, um, uh, like you said, everyone's speaking in metaphors, mm-hmm. although I don't think they are because they say the wolves are running and then you see, well, what are supposed to be wolves. Uh-huh. So they're, they're, not, they're, they're Alsatians, so mm-hmm. it's fine. That's why it's uh-huh. metaphor, because it's not mm-hmm. a real thing. Mm-hmm. But there's... But, <laughs> There's the the guy chasing him who turns into a wolf. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally a wolf. I think he's running something, again. Something was in the muffins. Mm, yeah, that's probably that's wolf butter. <laughs> <laughs> Time and tide and wolf butter wait for the moment. <laughs> you know that old tale of the sea. Mm-hmm. The hell is happening? <laughs> it's I a think punch and Judy thing. I think this makes exactly as much sense as the box of delights. Yeah, all right. I did. Uh, the, the was it the bishop invited the co the the second doctor to the to the Christmas party, mm-hmm. but then told him he had to work. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, that was typical. We, we think it'd be so nice if you came to our church ceremony tonight. Oh, I'd love to. Good. Bring your punch and Judy box. Oh. Will I be paid for this? Of course not. No, <laughs> it's a church. We don't pay people. Yeah, of course not. This is the 1930s. Maybe. But we're now. <laughs> or King Arthur times? <laughs> well, his camp is right there, so. Mm, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I suppose one more bad thing for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yes. another one. Uh, yeah. What, the, the list. Just another one. It's Christmas. You can have as many as you like. <laughs> is, is the best true? character in it barely got any screen time. Mm. Who's that? So, which is one of the uh, girls. Oh, uh, uh, the one with the gun? Yep. No, wait a What did she say now? Um, oh, yes, yeah, something along the lines of if we get snowed in here and I have to spend time with you folks, this is going to be very boring indeed. I thought, <laughs> she was, yes, I like her. She was incredible. I wish the show was about her. Well, she, is in, she is in more of the episodes after this. Good. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> if that sells it, I don't know. Yeah, I thought we were getting one of those types of fantasy stories where you have sort of the bland guy in the middle and you have the other characters mm-hmm. who are more interesting along with them. No, nope, yeah. it's just the adventure well, bland kid. Mm. Well, you know, well they, they are more interesting. You've got her and the guy who doesn't want to get up. <laughs> I mean, I like him better than Kay. Uh-huh. What a riveting <laughs> cast. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like I said, that villain. Mm-hmm. Fucking next level shit there, man. Just Pretty like, awesome. yes, and I will destroy the 1,000th Christmas. Ah. <laughs> I loved him. There's a very stupid policeman I, I remember um, in later episodes. Oh, good. Stupid in an entertaining way or just generally Just stupid? regular stupid? <laughs> um, uh, possibly in an entertaining way. Hmm. Like is he is he meant to be like sort of a bumbling like oh this 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 adult is no help I guess I'm on my own or is it yeah it's that's that kind of thing yeah he just never believes anything he tells him hmm. I, mean, I mean that's fair yeah. <laughs> that creep turned into a wolf okay well whatever mm-hmm. what's all this then I just told you <laughs> I just told you what all this was then. It, the problem is that the bad guys uh, told him his evil plan and then said, so to speak, and the cop was just like, oh, so it's not oh, something no. I have to worry about. Okay, yeah. good. 
Yeah. So as soon as he says, so to speak, people delete the last five minutes of yep. the memory. Mm-hmm. An old woman just uh, flashes her memory wiping uh, ring at them. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said memory wiping ring. <laughs> yes. Although, secondly, I'm not glad you said that. <laughs> I, um... I still don't know what the point of her was. <laughs> to flash her ring. Oh, of course. I can't... Like I've, like, I've seen this before a couple of times, and I can't remember what the point of her is. <laughs> so the ring works. <laughs> oh. uh, I did like okay. the mix of old and new magic, mm -hmm. but it's not really a new thing, I guess. I, that feels like a pretty standard fantasy yeah. story. Like I don't even read a ton of fantasy, and I've definitely seen variations of that before. Uh, like, and not in a bad way, mm -hmm. just in a like, oh, this is a theme that a lot of fantasy stories use. Yeah, I assume the new magic has like you know microchips and diodes and. Things like that nature, 30s. yeah. Better special effects as well. What were the microchips oh, yeah. of the '30s? Macro chips? That'll do. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. It's probably like new math, which is a thing that I remember mm -hmm. from Peanuts. I don't know what that is. I don't I remember what it is. hearing about it. I just remember there's a thing in the, like Charlie Brown thing where he's like people complain oh. about new mass and I'm yeah. like, oh. well, is there an old mass? Yeah. Oh, that's just yeah. I, it might just be an American thing where we change the way we teach kids math every mm. twenty years, and the previous generation always freaks out about it. Yeah, because I already it's... didn't know how to do math. Now I definitely don't know how to do math. <laughs> they just sometimes they study the way kids learn, and they say yeah. this is a better way to teach them that might actually stick with them mm. and it actually transfers better to, to higher math and mm. then the parents who grew up with a different way say well this is stupid i hate it because it's not the way i did mm. it like it's it's yeah. it's nothing it's just one of those things people get mad about for no no good reason don't know that's... even more ways now mm -hmm. yeah. at least at least you didn't change the like this uh, like currency <laughs> oh boy why do you miss <laughs> half a crown <laughs> yes uh, who knows if I understood Maybe. it, I would. <laughs> Mystifying. I just, like, I was under the impression that a crown was a lot of money. Yes? Is that correct? Is that it? Does anyone know? I think a pound was. See, I thought no, a pound was a dollar. Well, it is now, like, course, a, sort of. a more valuable oh. dollar, yes. But no, that's the thing back then, is they had lots of other things mm -hmm. they sure did mm -hmm. <laughs> but i thought the crown was like the the most valuable one is my point i thought like if you in sort of broad terms if you have a crown you have a good amount of money mm. but I, I could be wrong i don't know like i thought the point was this kid has lots of money that these priest train pervert fox wolves <laughs> just stole from him i know one i know two things he either has a lot of money or he has very little money but i definitely yeah. know it's one of those <laughs> well, he's riding in a limo to a big manor, mm -hmm. so presumably he has a lot of money. But if he's if he's got a caretaker, then maybe that's not his. Well, house. that's the question. It's like, is it his personal money? I mean, he did yeah. make them go buy muffins, so it might be. Also, the the well, not his mother, but whoever she was, mm -hmm. like, just didn't seem to like. She starts admonishing him from losing the money, and then kind of gives up. Mm -hmm. She's like, I can't believe you. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, she just does not give a shit. I mean, nope. honestly, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but I got but robbed. Does... Well, who cares? Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> you are K. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were on a train with two train perverts. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> Why did you request the pervert car? That's just asking for trouble. 
but it was it it seemed like she didn't give a shit textually if you mm-hmm. know what i mean like like the story intended to write her as a character like that ah. it wasn't like the actor being bad it was it was a deliberate choice to say oh no she just doesn't care the mm-hmm. actor's playing exactly what's on the page yeah i don't know i just i found it interesting yeah. but that's sort of by design mm-hmm. But I suppose that's the only way for him to be able to do what he wanted. Let's yeah, just write her that, to going to London now. That's sort of the standard fantasy thing is like either your parents or guardians or whatever are awful. Yep. Or or they just don't pay enough attention to mm-hmm. you. So you can or, have adventures. Or, or they die. As in yes. Uncle and, right. and Viru and Aunt. What do you call yes. it? <laughs> Uncle Ben and Aunt Beru. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uncle, yes. Yeah, well, that's it. At least, you know, she just went to London and didn't, wasn't burned to death. <laughs> ah, except we've well established everything in this is a metaphor. Going to London <laughs> might mean dying. <laughs> is that it why sucks, all of London... Yes. Is, is that why all of London called her to tell her that her brother was in hospital? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She puts down the phone and she's like, oh, London calling. I was there too. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a reference to the Clash song. Oh, maybe. <laughs> From the 30s. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. It, was mm-hmm. a fu- it, was a, it was a future reference. Well, I mean, if he can go back to pagan times, then mm-hmm. there's no reason she can't know about an album that won't be recorded for 50 years. <laughs> I want to see the Avengers of the Clash traveling in time. Uh, so do I. I bet it would be uh, much more interesting than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. They would uh, rock the Casbah, probably. I mean, they'd better. <laughs> or else they're going right back to the 60s or whatever the fuck they're from. <laughs> oh, the 60s. They're not from the 60s. Well, when are they from? The 80s? Well, all right. Late then. 70s into the 80s. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Anything else? Um, I mean, I'm sure there are. Three hours a lot of stuff, things, but, I, but don't, yeah. I don't have anything right now. English Gav, I was delighted by how angry you were about the carolers, because so would I be. <laughs> I thought you liked Christmas. I do like Christmas. I don't like people. Yes, this is a and I don't want them co- And I don't want them hanging around my house Not singing at me. Yes. Yeah. I have a do phone. People... I can get Christmas music. <laughs> people, people don't seem to do that now. No, I... because it's irritating. Ah, see, I saw pictures of people doing it this most recent Christmas, and I just was thinking, there is a fucking pandemic, stop Mm -hmm. it! People are actually doing it. I thought it just happened in movies. Yeah. No, it's like, there's there's a certain type of parent who wants that (laughs) picturesque, idyllic fucking childhood for their children, Mm -hmm. and make them do shit like that, and I hate it so much. Like, no, you'll look back on this fondly. No, no, you won't. I've never looked back on anything fondly, and I don't plan to start now. <laughs> so who's the worst parent? Those that make them do that, or those that fuck off at Christmas? I mean... Oh, I think she's a magnificent parent. Oh, yeah. To be clear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going in the snow. You go. <laughs> I'd love, I would love to, uh, to have my parents fuck off on Christmas Eve so I could just stay up all night playing Super Nintendo. <laughs> bothering your friend who's just trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but at least I'd be bothering him going, hey, come play Super Nintendo with me. I don't want to yeah, go on any adventures. I'm not going out into the snow to ride on some weird horse that mm-hmm. you found. Yeah. It's probably got diseases. I'm not going on any adventures unless they're digital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's 1937, so good luck with that. <laughs> 
Surely Charles Babbage is around inventing the adventure game. <laughs> we tried to invent Pong, but all we have is just ping pong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so fun. All right. Anything else? The Bonnie dog wore a ruff. Yes, that's why I thought he was barking because he was like, "Get this fucking ruff off me." <laughs> I see. I thought that was a metaphor for something. Mm. Yes, it is. It's for wearing a rough. <laughs> sounded like sounded like spy code there. The pony dog wears rough. <laughs> wait, what? Time and tide and bunny dogs wait for no more. Wait for buttered eggs. Yes, buttered what wolf eggs. About it. How do you butter <laughs> eggs anyway? I don't know. Because it's better than buttering cats. Uh well, you only butter jorts. Yeah, I mean. just that famous that's true. cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, I'm hip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Springtime fresh reference. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose we should wrap. We're getting giggly. I suppose we can wrap this up. Oh, Maggie, I wanted to say, mm-hmm. um, you said your Fisher Price gas station playset. Surely it was a um, Playmobile. No, it was a. I I had a, a Playmobile gas station also, but I ha- I remember specifically. Like a Fisher, oh. Pro- it was like a little, it was like a little street. No, I know the, I know the place that you're okay. talking about, but you have, you have spoken of your childhood at length mm-hmm. and you've mentioned Playmobil and I just assumed mm-hmm. you were into that weird Europey stuff. Oh, I was. Okay. Absolutely was. My favorite Playmobil was a, uh, was a diner that had like little hot dogs in it. <laughs> all right. Let's just all drink that in. Young Maggie enjoyed <laughs> a, uh, a t- enjoyed a tiny plastic food item. Mm-hmm. But did it solve crimes? That's the important thing. Sometimes. All right. It depends on whether I could find my Playmobil criminal. <laughs> uh, with the striped shirt mm-hmm. and the, the, the mask. Yep, and, I believe yeah, he had an eye course. patch. Yeah, that tracks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, as ever, this was a box of delights. Um, I would... We, we had... Talked about doing these twice a year, and we we didn't this year. But uh, we should we should try for that this time. I don't know yeah. if you know this or not, Al, but a lot's been going on this year. <laughs> Very little's been going on with me. But, uh... I mean, certainly re- re- lately. Yeah, but uh, we should we should try to at least do one of these like yes in the summer, yes. and if not, then we'll definitely always be Christmas. about Christmas. Of course, <laughs> naturally. But it's our turn. Oh, God, it's Maggie's turn to pick next. Uh. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, you gave us Frightenstein and you gave us the Star Wars holiday special. Please, please be kinder this time. I also gave you Wonder Woman, I believe. Uh, no, that was uh, no, that was yours. You're right. Yeah. You're right. The one out of three. Was that one yeah. we watched two things? Yes, it yes. was. Mm. I can't imagine. No. <laughs> oh, that's so many things. Uh, we're, we're about to record a... Uh, Kids love Batman. Mm-hmm. Where we're doing three Batman Beyond episodes, and it's like, uh, how how, does, how did I ever watch something for this long? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do I do anything? Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. All right, well, uh, this was fantastic. Yeah, we'll be back again soon, and uh, that's all for now. Yeah, see ya, folks. Bye.